0: Relationships and personal development. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you're having an amazing week so far. Our theme for the month of February is release because letting go can be hard. And part of the reason why letting go can be hard is because it leaves us feeling empty. And sometimes that empty space feels worse than a filled space with something that doesn't really satisfy us and make us happy. Letting go can also cause us to rethink the realities that we've known to be true. So the capacity that people have had in our lives, the future that we were trying to create, and just reality as we've known it. And still, with all of that being said, release and letting go is beautiful. Because letting go makes room for more. It leaves space for different and it welcomes better in. This week, I want to talk to you about releasing others and yourself from experiences or expectations that you have of them. So one of the fastest ways to heartbreak is to expect more from someone than they are willing or able to give. So what someone is willing to give to you can look a lot different. It could be a lot more or a lot less in this case than maybe what they've been willing to give to others in their past, or maybe even people who you see them currently surrounding themselves with and you see the energy that they give, right? Another thing is their ability. Maybe we think someone should be able to do more. Maybe they've told us that they're able to do more, or we've witnessed them do a little bit more for us in the past and they're reducing or retracting from that level of energy attention or whatever else it is right but looking at someone and expecting them to give you more than they're willing and able to will have you in a really really tough place a place of disappointment and sadness right and this can have us fantasizing about who someone could be and from that place we try to force them to get there Seeing someone's potential, right? Saying, oh, you know, this person could be so much more and I deserve that version of them. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to get them to that place. This can have us looking at people and putting a lot of pressure on them. And when I look back at some of my failed relationships, this could be romantic or platonic business relationships. I have to admit that it usually comes from trying to force someone to get to a place that I think they're capable of getting to before they are willing or able to get there on their own. And before I continue, I think it's important to note that it is very, very important to communicate your expectations. When I talk about letting go of expectations, I'm talking about expectations that you've communicated and somebody is not living up to that expectation, especially if it's something that is a deal breaker or super important for you. Right. I don't believe in that coy, you know, play hard to get, let him figure it out kind of stuff, because I believe that it's a recipe for suffering for absolutely no reason at all. When you do that stuff when you're like, I'm gonna play hard to get, I'm not gonna tell him what I expect, he should know. What happens is that when that person doesn't live up to that expectation, it becomes really difficult for us to let go of those situations and walk away because that lack of communication can make you feel like that decision is irrational. So you've never told someone that this is what you need to make you feel loved, important, and seen. So when they don't do it and you get frustrated, you want to walk away because they're not satisfying you and they're not living up to the expectations that you have for them. They're not coming through. But at the same time, are you able to do that with confidence? Because is it logical? Is it ethical? Is it kind? Is it love to show, to blame someone for not doing something that you never told them was important for them to do for you in the first place? But when you communicate your expectations, when you let people know what you need, what's important to you, what you require, they know what standard they need to hit. And if they don't hit that standard, you have all the right and you feel confident in walking away because you didn't set them up with a brain teaser to try and figure you out. And now you're stuck. No, you gave them the map. You gave them the instructions. And when they didn't meet that expectation... For whatever reason, justified or not, you can stand firmly and say, you know what, this is no longer serving me, so I'm going to walk away, right? So back to the main point, that's so important. Like Communication is key, but the potential that we see in others is great, right? It can be life-altering and it can be important to their next level, but if they aren't there yet, you need to learn to have peace about it. People are on their own journeys, right? We are on our own journey and part of growing is giving people the grace to grow at their own pace. When you were on whatever path you were on and you were getting to wherever you are now, if people tried to rush you, you would have missed out on key parts that were necessary for you to maintain this new stage of your life, right? So when we look at others, and sometimes it's because of the love we have for them, it's the excitement, it's the hope we have in them, it's the hope in our connections with them, we want to force them. But there's no benefit in forcing anybody. So you need to release yourself from tour guide energy. You don't need to show people the way to enlightenment. It's not your job to get everybody to where you think they need to be. Stop being a tour guide. It's not your job, right? And some people wanna stay where they are. I think that's important to say, right? Like some of us wanna move, we wanna grow and we wanna move at very, very fast pace. Whereas other people are completely comfortable being exactly where they are forever. And if that doesn't work for you, It it becomes your responsibility to step away from that, right? Even if it looks wrong to you, as long as they're not your child and you're not their guardian, you have to let them have it. Either you let them have it or you don't let them have it and you try to force them to do something that they don't want to do. And either way, they're going to stay there. So you're just going to be stressed being a tour guide, trying to guide someone in a direction when that's not even where they're trying to go. And the thing about motivation is that No matter how well-intentioned and steeped in love it is, so you want the best for someone, it can come off as nagging when the recipient didn't ask for it. Think about your parents. Think about growing up, whoever took care of you, telling you to do things, telling you, clean your room, do this, do that, do this, do that. And now... At an older place, you're like, okay, I can see the benefit in what they were saying. But in those moments, no matter how true it was, it was completely frustrating and unnecessary and it was annoying. And the truth is nobody likes a nag, even a nag that is trying to nag you to your highest self, to motivation and all of that stuff, right? So a way to release yourself from these expectations is to decenter yourself. Not everything is about you. Not everything has to do with you and not everybody is considering you in their actions. But when we put ourselves in the middle, that's usually where we find a lot of stress and the inability to allow people to do what they want to do at their pace, whatever way they want to do or do nothing at all really, right? The picture that we create in our mind about how things could be will cause us to center in a reality that may never come to pass. So if you meet a guy now and you're like, he's the one, anything that happens with him, you're not going to be able to look at it objectively because you are thinking that "Mm, if he's the one and this is my husband and this is who I'm supposed to spend my life with, this stuff has to do with me. So you attach yourself, even if it's not reality, to somebody in a way where you put yourself in the center and you use yourself as a gauge of how you direct them to make the decisions they want and to walk the path that they want. So I have a friend and he is horrible at replying texts. And he had let me know this, or he had let me know that why, what's wrong with my English. He let me know this about him from the moment that we had met one another. And even with that being said, I often found myself centering myself in his lack of quick response to our texts. And in those moments where I'm like, oh, I replied right away. He literally just texted me one minute ago and I replied him a minute later. Why is he not texting me back? Is he ignoring me? In that centering, I had to decenter myself because if I had centered myself and thought he's, he's ignoring me and not he's horrible at replying and he probably dropped his phone and he won't pick it up for another four hours. I would have been stressed over nothing. I also would have been mean, right? Like when he did reply me, I'd have an attitude about it because I'd feel like I had personally been ignored, even though there was that level of communication to let me know that this is how he acts. Right. And in that meanness, I would have also potentially been inconsiderate because there are times where the reply rate is every 20 minutes. But then there's been moments where it's been 24 hours. And because I wasn't centering myself as the victim or as the person who's suffering, I was able to step out and be like, hmm, I understand this person's patterns. They usually reply at the most two hours later, but this has been 24 hours. I'm not going to think I'm being ghosted because that's not the pattern I've noticed. Instead, I'm going to come out and reach out to this person and make sure they're okay. And yes, that might mean double texting and all of these social taboos that people make seem like they're horrible. When we're humans. Like <laughs> we talk, we communicate in the way that feel comfortable, feels comfortable to us, right? And because I was able to remove myself from the center, I was able to show compassion and reach out and sometimes find out that, yeah, th- he was going through something and it was okay for me to reach out and he appreciated that instead of me saying "Uh, you didn't reply me for 24 hours next time you text me I'm gonna take seven days to reply you and that's it right and it pulls us like if you see what happens when you center yourself it starts to pull you into this ego war because you're fighting with a perception that you have of yourself and how you should be showing up or how somebody should be showing up for you and from that place you start to behave in a way that is probably not necessarily true or becoming to who you are and your identity, right? So freedom comes from realizing that we're not as big in other people's lives as we like to think we are sometimes. And this is not a bad thing at all. I think it's actually truly liberating. Like the moment I realized that I'm not as important as I I think I am and people aren't watching me or watching my every move, it allowed me to take more risks, try different things and really step out there because, No one's going to care. And if I make a mistake and I do something else, the world is not going to end and things are not going to fall apart. Another reason why you should learn to release yourself from the expectations of others is because if they wanted to, they would. I know we hear this so much on social media, and I know Valentine's Day is coming, so we're really going to hear a lot of sis. If he wanted to, he would. It can be extremely annoying, but at the same time, there is something to be said for the fact that when we're in relationship with able-bodied human beings who have the autonomy and ability to make their own decisions, when they decide not to do something, should you communicate it with them? That's the key part, right? When they don't do something after you've communicated it with them and they don't take initiative from the knowledge that they know to be true about you, we should let it go. Like we should learn to let it go. When you... When you communicate with someone and they hear you, but they choose not to do those things that they know are important to you, they're letting you know that maybe you're not as important to them or they're not able to do it at this time. And with that information, sometimes it's best to walk away. If something is important to you and somebody decides that they don't want to do it, That's not the time to try and convince them why they should do it. Convince them why you deserve it. Convince them of why it would make them happy to make you happy. Release the tour guide energy, friend, let it go, let it go, let it go. You've given them the map and the instructions. And if they decide to take that map, crumple it up and throw it to the wind, then it's time for you to have rest and peace in that and release it and walk away. I'm not going to sit here and say that release is easy and walking away is easy and unlearning or relearning a new reality after you realize that the things you had hoped for are not happening. But what I am going to say is that in the long run, it'll bring about more peace. You might be lonely for a season but there'll be peace instead of having someone around that you're trying to force, that you're trying to mold, that you're trying to change. And something that I didn't say earlier, but I think is important to say as well, is that when you nag someone or you try to convince them to change and you do it continuously, not only is it stressful for you, but it can also be stressful for that person because it can make them feel like they're not enough. Constantly telling someone to become something different and change or adapt or do things a different way or, oh, this is how somebody else did it and it worked will have them feeling like who they are and what they bring to the table isn't enough for you. And that can make someone feel really small. Like, think about yourself, put yourself in that position of thinking you're doing something and making somebody happy and they're constantly telling you about what you could be doing better or what somebody else did from their past or somebody who, who they've seen and they've noticed and how small it could make you feel. And we don't want to make people feel small because at the end of the day, that is not motivation to change. That li- literally breeds resentment and it breeds them to want to find validation elsewhere in somebody who encourages them instead of somebody who constantly reminds them how they could should and would be better if they did things in the way that we wanted to do it. So release it not just for your own peace but for the peace of the people around you for for happiness and joy because it's hard to be happy when we feel like we're not satisfied, you know. And In the seasons where people cannot satisfy you. Maybe it's time to look for satisfaction elsewhere, including internally, right? We can give ourselves satisfaction as well. So yeah. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week. Like, share, leave a review. This is also going to be on YouTube. So leave a comment in the description, um, in the comment section below. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.